0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Reminding you why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1.
1: Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews show uh, from the Citizens Bank studio. So thrilled to have them as a key sponsor of my show. They're doing wonderful work in the community. I really enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Duncan. And as I say every week, we're so lucky to have access to him. He is the man when it comes to sports, especially professional sports in New Orleans. And speaking of sports, let's move over to the host of Sports Talk Mississippi, my friend Richard Cross. How you doing, Richard?
0: Ricky, always uh, always great to visit with you. Good to see you. Uh, life's good. Closing in on, on holiday season, Thanksgiving yeah. coming up, then the, then the race to Christmas, and I've got three little ones at the house. So uh, fun time of the year, uh, certainly at our house.
1: Yeah, listen, it was interesting. I was on with uh, Paul Gallo and he said something like, man, did this week go by quickly? And the immediate thought that I had was this week, this year, where did this year go? I mean, it's incredible how fast it it went by. And you've been busy. Uh, There's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about your TV gig and how that's going in the cities it's brought you to and where you go from here. But I wanted to chat just a minute about election coverage at Supertalk Mississippi. Uh, I think that Supertalk is defining itself as a place where people can go and get the kind of deep analysis of the election cycle and the election situation, uh, I mean, think better than most, if not the best, in the state, and you played a significant role in this past election coverage, um, and you do the crossover from sports to other topics so easily, man. Um, but that's a great experience, and we we have we have access to some amazing sort of analysts, don't we?
0: Yeah, we, we really do. That was a, that was a fun experience for me. Um, it's first time I've done election coverage for for our company or, or anywhere. Um, and so it was kind of a new challenge. Uh, I was certainly thankful that our bosses trusted me with what is a, an important night for our company. Um, but let's be real. I mean, I was kind of a traffic cop on, on Tuesday night of election coverage uh, to have Henry Barber in studio. Uh, with his understanding especially of how grassroots uh, election stuff works he's so so involved. Uh, Lucian Smith who's I mean he's one of the smartest people I've ever been on the radio with uh, his education background. Uh, thought he brought some interesting perspective and then Sid Salter who has, Maybe more institutional knowledge of elections and election history, and candidates and races, and just anecdotal stories that go along with it. To have those three guys, um, you know, there for me to be able to lean on through the the course of our three hours that night was it was invaluable to me. And I thought it made for for an entertaining night. It it was a lot of fun. I've got a little political junkie uh, in me. It, it's kind of buried away and tucked away and doesn't get to come out all that often. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, Ricky. I, uh, in, in 2008, I had the opportunity to work on Senator McCain's campaign the last couple of weeks leading up to the election uh, as an advance lead. Uh, and so I put on – I say I put on. It was a big team that put them on but was, was kind of in charge of rallies that we did in uh, uh, Denver, Defiance, Ohio, and um, – Roswell, New Mexico in the in the last two weeks kind of leading up to the election. And so uh, that that's kind of getting to to fill in from time to time, whether it's for Gerard or for Paul and getting to work with election coverage kind of gets to scratch an itch that I've had for a long time. So it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's really it's really cool. I mean, you look, I have a long history with Henry Barber. Henry and I worked together after the after Hurricane Katrina. He worked he worked with us very very closely on the governor's commission on recovery, rebuilding and renewal. I knew of him prior to that but certainly got to know him really well during that. Then we stayed in touch over the years. Um, I mean, he he first of all he's uh, his you know, I mean, obviously Haley's one of the smartest political minds in the United States. No doubt. Henry, Henry Henry's become that on his own fruition. You know, the connection to Haley and what he's learned from Haley is important. That is for sure. But, boy, he's established his own ability to to, to offer his point of view in a way that's that's extraordinarily well-informed. And as you pointed out, his understanding of the grassroots is, is major league. And then Sid, I mean, of course, I, I've, I've known Sid and known of Sid for many, many years. Sid... Gosh, man, does he understand the average Mississippian and, and, and his ability to connect the political situation to that and his unique way of communicating, which, I mean, he's a master communicator. Obviously, that's why he's in his, his role at Mississippi State, for sure. And then Lucian, you know, I just think Lucian, as we were discussing before the show started, bright as hell, um, his understanding of the, the role of the education plays in economic development and all of those rounds, and then the political dimension of all that—just smart, smart, smart. And I think what we learned, and I, I think there's been a lot of talk about this, that there's definitely a, uh, a Republican wall in the state. You know that Jim Hood couldn't get over, Presley couldn't get over, and it's it's pretty entrenched. And uh, when we thought it was going to be a close race, it didn't turn out that way. But it was it was uh, interesting watching you guys talk about that.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the points that, that was made uh, during our coverage that night was that Brandon Presley was a real candidate who yes. ran a real campaign. There was a lot of money, most of it out-of-state money, but a lot of money that was injected in that I'm sure you can can Monday morning quarterback or uh, you know after action report how that money was spent and whether or not they, they went about spending it the right way if the, the amount of TV buys that they did was the, the best use of those resources. But he was not a sacrificial lamb that, that the Democrat Party offered up for, uh, for this governor's race. He was absolutely a real candidate. Um, I think Tate Reeves worked really, really hard as well. I, and if he had not, he would be counting the days until he had to leave the governor's mansion. Um, you know, there were there were a few areas that, to me, really stood out. Um, what Tate was able to do in northeast Mississippi, which is kind of that's kind of the home stomping grounds for Brandon Presley, and then I thought Lafayette County, which is you know home to Oxford, where I live, was pretty telling. Um, you know, you you rewind four years, and Jim Hood won Oxford, uh, won Lafayette County by a pretty significant amount, uh, and Tate completely flipped that on its head and won in Lafayette County by a fairly significant margin. Uh, and when you think about kind of the the diversity of the makeup where where we live with the university community, um, and I thought that was a fairly surprising result, and and that to me speaks to to the governor working hard uh, and the people that he had on his campaign, campaign uh, really working hard as well.
1: Yeah, I think the other story is that you would you know Democrats, as a general rule, usually have a get out the vote uh, uh, you know, campaign that that's relatively successful and sometimes extraordinarily successful.
0: Yeah.
1: And with Presley, they had a great retail candidate who was really good communicator and they had their get out the vote efforts, whatever those were, but it didn't work. They didn't, they didn't get out the vote. And that was surprising to me, to be honest with you.
0: You know, and it's funny when you, when you boil it down, elections are about that, right? Can, I've got a buddy that um, uh, is running locally for a vacated alderman seat uh, here in Oxford, because one of the existing aldermen moved over to the board of supervisors in the most recent election. And so it's going to be a special election in February. And we were talking the other night. I was like, man, you got a great shot as long as your people come out to vote because that's the deal. So, so whether you're talking about hyper-local special elections or statewide gubernatorial elections, it's all about getting your people out. The weather was great on election day. It was not one of those rainy, cold, dreary, miserable days anywhere in Mississippi. So so that excuse didn't exist. And And so for whatever reason, And and look, Henry described this way better than I did on, on election night, kind of based on what he had seen anecdotally, that grassroots get out the vote effort never seemed to materialize, at least not in the same way that the just bombardment of television and social media ads did.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you're definitely right about that. Anyway, uh, kudos to you and uh, and to for SuperTalk for incredible election coverage. People should download the SuperTalk app and uh, or go to go to SuperTalk and and really understand that this is a multimedia company with an incredible news effort. And if you know, you, there's a lot of biased news across the state. Our news effort is actually quite unbiased. It's, and I came from the newspaper industry. I can tell you, without a without a doubt. It's a it's a really, really objective news effort working on giving you the facts so you can choose for yourself. So Super Talk News is something you ought to look into if you're not already getting the newsletter. How's your TV gig going, Richard? Uh,
0: it, it's been busy during football season. <laughs> I'm uh, certainly thankful for the, the opportunities that I've had. Um, I guess there have been two weekends where I did not work. One of those was not expected because of a – uh, a family situation that we had. The other, I just, there was a weekend that was built off, but uh, it's been primarily American Conference stuff. Uh, way back at the beginning of the season, I did, uh, did a Vanderbilt game, so SEC there. I had one trip to Syracuse at the beginning of the year, so an ACC game. But everything else has been American Conference. Uh, had some good games, some compelling storylines. Uh, I'm headed to, to Boca Raton uh, this weekend for an FAU Tulane game, so looking forward to that. and. Uh, it's been fun. I mean, college football. There, there's nothing quite like that. I will readily admit that the American Conference is not the same as being in SEC stadiums uh, every Saturday. And, and and while I miss that, and be miss. And more than anything, being part of our radio team at, at Ole Miss, those guys are, are such dear friends and, and colleagues that I have a chance to work with for a long time. It's been a good football season, and uh, certainly thankful for those those chances that I've had.
1: Good for you. Good for you. Hey, listen, when we come back on the other side with Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, we'll talk about the latest at Mississippi State. And we'll also kind of what's the latest on Ole Miss. We'll see you after this.
0: back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend Richard Cross. He's a host of Sports Talk Mississippi, and uh, he's a jack of all trades. He's doing so many different things in his life, and it's exciting to see him accomplish what he's accomplished. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see where he goes in Super Talk before before it's all said and done, because I, I think he has immense immense potential to make a difference. So anyway, Richard, um, things are pretty dynamic in Mississippi State. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they are. Um, you know, we get the news on Monday morning of this week uh, before eight o'clock that Zach Arnett has been relieved of his duties. It was a short tenure. I mean, ten games this season. He coached the bowl game. Obviously, took over in uh, in a difficult circumstance following the the death of Mike Leach uh, a year ago. Um, I think everybody involved wanted it to work. Nobody more than Zach Harnett, right? I mean, he wanted to to make his mark. Uh, Zach Selman wanted to see that work. President Keenum uh, wanted to see that work as well, but it just didn't. Mississippi State struggled offensively. Uh, they struggled defensively, and I think maybe that was the thing that concerned people the most because of Zach Harnett's background as a defensive coordinator and coordinating good defenses at Mississippi State. Uh, while Mark Leach, uh, excuse me, Mike Leach was there. Uh, and it was just uh, there, you know, you, you need momentum, I, even in year one. I don't think anybody was expecting that Mississippi State was going to go out and win nine or ten or eleven games this season. Uh, but I think, even in a transition year, you, you've got to see progress, you, you've got to see a new coach that's putting a stamp on the program and maybe not winning as much as he ultimately will. Uh, but showing that this thing's headed in the right direction and giving people a reason to believe in the product that's on the field. Um, I think that was absent this year. Uh, and in a lot of ways, the decision kind of made itself uh, for Zach Selman, the new athletics director, and, and for Mark Keenum. And so they're in search mode now. And, uh, you know, we, we put out a hot board. Uh, Brian Hayden put that together on, on Sports Talk Mississippi. Anybody that covers Mississippi State's got a hot board. Hey, these are the potential coaches – uh, it feels very early in the search right now to uh, to really be narrowing it down. Um, bunch of names floating around, but that's the case for every job that's open right now. And there are going to be a lot more jobs that open over the course of the, the next two weeks as we move toward the end of the regular season.
1: Richard, I mean, you, you just think about the untimely death of, of Mike Leach and the void that that left Especially, yeah. you know, you and I had a great visit about him the last time you were on my show. But you think about not just his personality, his smarts, the way the way that he led, the way he connected with people. That void was going to be hard for anyone to fill. But then you factor into this, this the whole NIL thing and the transfer portal. And it's complicated, man. You can't wait like you used to could wait, can you?
0: No. No. Okay, in particular, the timing of you kind of get ahead of things a little bit, and some of that has to do with um, the transfer portal uh, and, and an earlier signing period now in December where it used to be in February. So that's a piece of it. And then there's another layer to this, and this is the part that we don't necessarily say out loud as much maybe as we should, but the reality is 90 miles up the road, there's a lot of success that's happening with the Ole Miss team. And so much of what happens in Starkville, what happens in Oxford is interrelated and and both schools are kind of looking at the other uh, and that applies pressure as well. And so when things are going poorly at Mississippi state and they look to Oxford and Ole Miss is having a really good year, Lane Kiffin's flying high. I think that adds a layer to this. So I'm not saying that's the deciding factor or the reason that the decision was made, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a ton at this point of, of time, right? you you, you got to try and make the best decision that you can for your program, for your university, as quickly as you possibly can, knowing that there are a lot of things that are going, right? They, a lot of balls in the air, a lot of uh, moving around. It's crazy.
1: Hey, what's interesting, when you had Lane Kiffin and and Mike Leach both coaching at the same time, both unusual personalities, unusual approaches and – you know, it it was really interesting. But now that Mike Leach is not part of the conversation, it's Lane Lane Kiffin's sort of filling this huge void for. We want different, and, he, and people watch just to see what's going to come out of his mouth next. But the truth is, he really has gotten into a bit of a a bit of a a rhythm, hasn't he?
0: He has. Uh, they're playing good football. I mean, they've lost two games this year. Ole Miss lost uh, at Alabama early in the year. They lost Georgia pretty handily last week on the road. Um, Ole Miss needs to finish strong. They need to beat ULM this weekend. They're a prohibitive favorite to do so. They're going to be a big favorite in Starkville on uh, on Thanksgiving night. And so you finish that out, it's a 10-win season. If Ole Miss does that, it's the second 10-win season in three years. It is also the second 10-win regular season in the history of the program. So I think that kind of speaks to what Lane's getting done in Oxford.
1: Yeah, when I talk to Ole Miss fans, uh, in spite of the Georgia game, where it really shows the importance of, you know, you win in the trenches, um, the reality is Ole Miss fans are still very high on the team. They're very motivated. They look forward to these final games, and they're excited about it, and they enjoy going to home games, and they've been packing the home games, and, you know, they're moving in a good direction. Hey, Rich, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you, my friend.
0: Always good to visit, Ricky. Thanks for having
1: me on. You bet. Keep up the good work. This has been Richard Cross, host of Sports Talk Mississippi. Have a great weekend, man. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.